Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesler of Wrestling.com. I'm joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John, how you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you? Doing pretty good, uh, mostly because, John, it feels crazy to say one week after the egg debacle, but I feel like we've had two decent to good episodes of Raw in a row, and that is a very good thing. Uh, for, for a couple weeks there, it's pretty rough. I was, I was feeling pretty down overall about the product. Here we are. Uh, we had some. So we had some nice returns tonight. We had two title matches. We had some some hype for uh, for one title match next week and one for the uh, pay per view that is a little bit in the distance, but nonetheless stuff to look forward to, and that's always good. So with that, definitely uh, feeling feeling surprisingly positive for for a Monday night at 11 p.m. So that is pretty darn good. So uh, before we talk about the show here. Just want to remind you all, this show, everything we do here, is available on all of our streaming platforms, like on Spotify, YouTube, all podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. You know, I don't even know what, where to where to start because, like, there's there's a good amount of stuff to talk about. Like, I, I, we could talk about the main event. We could talk about the returns. Um, well, we might as well talk about the main event because that was definitely kind of the the bookends of the show. Uh, well, but before we get into that, some general comments here. Uh, with DC Hunt saying Raw had a good feel tonight. Here's hoping to take this momentum into the new year. Well, DC, it is, uh, as we record this, the second to last day of November. We've got a whole month of December, um, so we can hope. Uh, but that is definitely a long time to carry that wave. Um, but like I said, I'm feeling pretty good, so I, I'm hopeful. More hopeful, hopeful than I have been. Uh, Tim Milana saying uh, it's a great night for us zone. Uh, just going to take that as general support. Appreciate you. Um yeah, man, I feel pretty good. Like it's it's raw, like it's good when Raw is good. You start the week off on a good note. You suddenly feel a lot better about the wrestling world, and it's pretty darn good. We're getting a couple comments about Miz and Edge. We'll talk about that soon. But first, we do, uh, or at least I want to talk about the WWE title match because Seth Rollins came out early on and confirmed he had the breaking news that at, at day one on New Year's Day, Biggie will defend the WWE title against Seth Rollins after uh, Rollins had earned that title shot in the ladder match. Uh, and then, John, for some reason, we needed three three segments to confirm that if Kevin Owens defeated Big E in the main event, he would be added to that match. Now, that's something we've talked about for a couple weeks now as a possibility. Not all that surprising to see that uh, to see that possibility there you know, play out, and it did. Main event time comes. Big E, Kevin Owens in the main event. We've seen this, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago. Good match. Can't complain. Uh, and, the, and the ending was very, very logical. And as soon as they set up, I was like, well, I feel like they're going to add Kevin Owens to that match, but I don't want him to pin Biggie. Thankfully, he didn't. Uh, he provoked Rollins. Rollins attacked him, triggered the DQ, and there you go. They've set up a triple threat match for day one, which is a little bit of a ways away here. So it will be Big E, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins for the WWE title. John, what do you think? What do you think about uh, this direction here, which is which has been the assumed direction that we've been going, and now it's official? Uh, I think it is very interesting because it opens the door for a potential title change without Biggie having to be involved in the kind of the decision. So I I think as of now it should be pretty obvious that we're either going to see. Rollins or Biggie win. I do think Kevin Owens will take the pinfall regardless of who wins, just because yeah. we know the situation there with him potentially be his last pay-per-view match in WWE ever, at least for a while. Or, or it couldn't be. Who knows? Maybe they pull a swerve and he wins, for all we know. Uh, of course, I, I think that having 
this triple threat match, which we had kind of predicted this a while ago, and now it's finally happening, uh, just gives people a little bit, I don't want to say hope, but more of a, just more to think about. It's not so obvious anymore that he's leaving if they're just throwing him into a, into a championship match. But let's not forget that uh, Adam Cole was in very, very large matches on his way out the door as well. But then again, they were pretty confident they would keep Adam Cole, and then they didn't. I'm not sure what their confidence level is about keeping Kevin Owens. It was the same thing with Brian Danielson. His his last match was a title match against Roman Reigns in the main exactly. SmackDown. So, and that was different as well. I think they really thought he would stay, or at least you know maybe take some time and then come back anyway. At least that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, I remain at least a little surprised that we're that we're seeing this. That Owens is getting this uh, this title match. Presumably, a couple weeks before his contract expires, now he could stay. We don't know, um, but it is there's kind of a gamble there, kind of a little, little bit of a, a uncertainty. So, uh, but definitely some comments here, as you said, John, adding some unpredictability, some uncertainty. With Stephen Chambers saying we could have uh, Seth run at the pay per view, maybe give Seth a title run here. Uh, but on the other end, Brian Everett, if Owens does stay, maybe give him give him a win here and a title reign. That'd be fun. That'd be uh, definitely a bit of a, a bit of a swerve, and I think that'd be. Um, Obviously, I'm predicted. Like, yeah, that would be a pretty surprising, all things we were just talking about. But on the flip side here, Eddie Zahari is saying he thinks Biggie will win, retain it, maybe lose at WrestleMania. Now to who, as, all, as we've been saying for a couple weeks now, we don't know. Um, possible, maybe if they build up another heel um, from now until then, I think that's entirely possible. But no, it is definitely, you know, you have some unpredictability. They've got just about a month from, from today, really, to, to, to draw it out. So I think... Um, they're, they're kind of in the catbird seat of like, hey, they can actually build up a pretty good match here, kind of really toil the uncertainty, kind of really make all three guys look strong. And, you know, if they play the cards right, have a pretty darn good uh, triple threat match where you can't really tell who's going to win. And that's that's just wrestling at its finest. That's what you want. That's what you want in a, in a you know, presumably a main event match, or at least for the, for the Raw side of things, a main event match. So that's it's all good. Like, this is good stuff. Now, we also had... Um, Early on, before Kevin Owens officially added, we had Seth Rollins finally facing Finn Balor. That was a match that was supposed to go down last week, but then Balor uh, got attacked by Rollins after they were brawling, and of course, then Seth got attacked by the fan. So Seth, Seth was out this week, faced Rollins, good match, and then uh, Rollins took the win. Now, I could, again, before Owens was added, officially added in here, I kind of thought we might see Finn Balor get roped in, maybe to kind of draw us out. Because again, Usually WWE, it's a problem of having not enough time, whereas now they kind of hold too much time where it's like, wow, they got about four weeks of TV to really fill this out and try and draw it out here. Um, so I kind of thought we might see maybe maybe some tag team matches with Finn Balor. Maybe you, maybe you bring in Owens anyway. And this, this could still happen, but now that Owens is officially in the mix here in the title match, I'm not quite sure where Finn Balor fits in. We'll see if Chambers wondering what's next for him. Wonder if he might see the Demon. Now, if you remember, friends, they neutered the Demon at Extreme Rules when he lost with rope snapping, I think they'd be much better off just leaving the Demon be for a while, trying to kind of have that, uh, just gain some distance from that, because that was not good. Uh, John, what do you think about Finn Balor here? I thought with this match, he looked good. I want better for him. And like I said, I, now that Owens is officially in the title match here, I'm not quite sure where he fits in, what, what he's going to be doing, because he lost here, and there's no real clear sign of a, of a direction for him specifically going forward. Yeah, I can see him kind of just falling into the mid-card for now. Uh, maybe nothing relevant. 
maybe they could do something with him and, and Austin Theory if they wanted to, or maybe Damian Priest if they really wanted to. There, there, there are some interesting mid-card matches they could do. Uh, let's not forget, I think Edge might have name-dropped Balor as one of his potential opponents tonight as well. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's been buried ever since they dropped into the main roster, as Brian Everett is suggesting. He did a main event a pay-per-view that was Extreme Rules, and he had people thinking, you know, maybe there was a chance he could at least maybe win by DQ. I mean, that wasn't that that couldn't have happened. Uh, but maybe uh, there could have been more shenanigans than what there were, like the Usos beating him up and making him look still strong in the process. Uh, so I think that uh, you can't just write him off and say that he's not going to do anything relevant because I don't think that's true. It's weird because there were reports before he moved up when it was still on NXT that, that some of the writers were like practically begging for him. Now, if those are true, I don't know, but just the feeling that he was this kind of um, highly touted, high, highly desired kind of player to have on the roster and hasn't really done a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, I know he was on the Strive Series team. He's had this kind of mini feud with Rollins here, but he's definitely felt like a bit of an af afterthought because you know that Rollins had a deer in the title shot. So, you know, it's been like, it's been kind of this weird, um, and, uh, almost an, an, an inevitability because you, you knew that Balor wouldn't win. And so last week we had a met the match that never happened. And this week we had, they, the, uh, Balor attacked Rollins. I thought, I thought we were going to have two weeks in a row where we didn't actually get the match. That would have been a little frustrating. And then we got, thankfully, we got the match. Uh, Steven's saying he's guessing Finn versus Priest. I think that'd be good. That would be my my. I, I would assume probably most likely direction, at least in the short term. Maybe maybe answers an open challenge here. Uh, again, even that's kind of just a one-off, but I think that'd be a fun match there. Uh, Harmon's joking that Finn could get released. I don't know about that, or you know that he might depart otherwise and go to AW. Who knows? We never really. Again, we can't really speculate how on what's going to happen. We did have several several references to releases tonight. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Speaking of which, and one of the, one of those uh, references came in a segment that was not on the. I mean, one it was partially advertised. We had the return of Edge, which had been advertised, and it was very interesting to see what the rated R superstar would do in his first appearance on the Red Brands since he got uh, moved over during the draft. And then it turns out his return set up the return of the Miz and Maurice in a very pretty surprising outcome now i had a weird like not quite a hunch but like something above it wouldn't it be cool if the miz returned because like, i had a feeling they needed kind of something so when edge came out i'm like okay i'm not quite sure what he's gonna do obviously there's a lot of, a lot of people are talking about maybe we'll see edge versus uh it just styles wrestlemania we've gotten comments in the past couple weeks about that here um and obviously wrestlemania being being a ways away uh it's months away you know edge needs something to do now and so and something to not be the Miz, and then they went back and forth here. You know, Edge insulting Miz, Miz insulting Edge, saying he, he should he should have stayed home. Um, Edge making fun of Miz for being on Dancing with the Stars. This was the first time we've seen uh, Miz since he uh, turned on John Morrison back in August. Never got a payoff there, unfortunately. But uh, this would be, I'm assuming this is the, the direction we're going. Pretty much a first time match that I can recall, at least uh, 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 as having Miz as like a world title guy you know but they may have faced off early on in his career but then as retired and have, since he came back we definitely haven't seen it so this is a fresh matchup i'm excited i think raw we're better off having these two guys and based on the comments here some of our viewers agree or at least based on this one segment shawnee cough saying it was awesome segment with uh, edge and the miz uh and brian saying it was uh enjoy the miz ed segment bit milligan saying it was good to have edge back uh, definitely a bit of a kind of the talk of the town here with um, Brian Everett predicting maybe we'll see them at day one. If they, again, having some time build it up is pretty darn good there. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, potentially, I think that'd be a real good match to have on that card. 
uh, you know, this was definitely something pretty cool to have to, to look forward to. And again, it was not was pretty unexpected. Now, obviously, with Miz uh, being done dancing the stars, it was you feel you feel like you'd come back sooner or later. Uh, but with Brian Everett saying uh, those that it was gold, it was a very good promo exchange here. Uh, but Noah Noah or Randall were alone saying didn't expect the Miz. Maybe somebody like a Bobby Lashley. I mean, I'm glad it was a return. I think returns. I'm a sucker for returns. Having you know some kind of unpredictability, but. Uh, what last week here was Stephen Chambers saying that they felt like they watched the promo of the uh, CM Punk and uh, MJF over in AEW, and I kind of picked up on that too. It felt like they're kind of going for that. Um, they definitely kind of took some heated shots at each other. Edge kind of, I didn't quite catch the specific line, but he basically said that the Miz you know, kind of left for dancing with the stars and left his best friend John Morrison to get fired. I was like, wow, that's uh, that's 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 a bit of a harsh one. Uh, but John, what do you think about this? What do you think about Edge returning? Um, Miz returning and Miz and Maurice. Man, Miz Maurice hasn't quite been in the mix. Obviously, having children and everything in recent years, but um, it feel uh, one more with a uh, potential, maybe some potential for a mixed tag team match with Miz and Maurice and Edge and Edge and Beth Phoenix. Some potential there, but definitely this was one of the more um, compelling kind of outcomes we saw tonight. I thought this was the most interesting segment of the night as far as unpredictability and uh, intrigue, especially for the future. Uh, I am not really sure who could possibly come out of this feud on top. I feel like they could both benefit from it. Uh, I love some of the lines that were dropped. You know, uh, Edge was referring to uh, Morrison being fired while Miz was gone. He made a reference to uh, MJF and CM Punk naming him last week on their show. So I thought all of that just kind of was a back and forth that you don't really see a whole lot today. Edge is clearly still one of the best on the mic. We already know the Miz. I still think he, I, I get a lot of flack from this from people, but uh, I, I did happen to agree with CM Punk's sentiment that MJF is literally just a wannabe Miz. I think the Miz is that much better, at least on the mic, than MJF. I just think MJF likes to say more edgy things he presses the line more than Miz does but i think no matter what no matter what they how they choose to approach this uh it's gonna be good oh yeah i mean it's for me it's funny like weirdly nostalgic when i was a kid these were two of the you know not well, at least i guess when i was a kid kid Miz was still very much up and coming edge was the top guy but then shortly after pretty much when edge retired then Miz became the top guy and that was still very much kind of my peak fandom years so this definitely kind of took me back and like i said it's weird because it's, it's a fresh matchup but it's two guys that have technically been with the company for a long time now so i mean edge being an exception he was gone for several years but miz being being a WWE lifer again this being a match he hasn't really had um ever again at least not since early on so um ironically a fresh matchup with two guys that have just been Technically, I guess that are you you think about being there for so long. Um, there's just something kind of interesting about that. Uh, but Eddie's saying even going forward here, Miz and Edge promos alone will be good, at least with the Miz, you know, definitely um complimenting his ability there. Nesha Kirsch agreeing that Miz's promos are good. I've always been a big fan of the Miz. I like I he was one of my favorites back back in the day, even before he won the WWE title. Like I him winning winning the title by casting on Randy Orton was one of my like earliest like 
legit knockout moments. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. You know, so I have a bit, I have a spot soft spot for the Miz, and it's cool to see him feuding with a guy like Edge. I think you know, John, as you said, both guys could stand to benefit from winning it. I think both guys could stand to gain from just from being in this feud, but because both guys are that popular. Uh, but again, more more praise for the Miz here, maybe unexpectedly. Uh, Noel saying that he, what he likes about Miz is when he cuts the serious promo, he says stuff that's true. They need a, uh, a mix of serious a lot more. I mean, yeah, a lot of times you see some some kind of a bit of a hybrid of serious, not so serious. Even in this promo, there's one thing that I took me out of the edge was like, oh, I could get the people to chant Miz sucks. And, and, they, and they did. You know, that felt a little kind of campy there. Um, but overall, I thought this was a very strong segment. I, I Again, especially having... No, no idea this was coming. I was like, oh, like we're doing this now. Uh, I thought that was pretty darn cool. I'm looking forward to it. I, I would assume they're going to draw this out until day one for the first match. Hopefully they can avoid having them have a match on Raw until then, at least in a singles match. But otherwise, I don't, I don't know who they team with. Um, unless they do, they, they do more of the can they coexist thing. We need a tag I, team match between uh, the Miz and Maurice and Edge and Beth Phoenix. <laughs> That's what people are predicting. Maybe that's what we get at. Uh, well, actually, I think that'd be weird. I think they, they would need to blow up that more than just these couple weeks. Maybe that's that would like, be like a WrestleMania type thing. I mean, The Miz has done this before with, yeah, with John Cena, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so they, they could do that. Um, Steven, I meanwhile, maybe for a longer term, like for Edge, maybe if Seth Rollins wins the title, revisit their feud for WrestleMania. I mean, a lot of things are on the table right now. You, Edge, you've noted that there are a lot of things. Uh, so Raw is kind of wide open in a lot of I ways. I love how the, the first name he said was AJ Styles, and people got all hyped up about it because that's just what that's the one that people want to see. Yeah, more than the other one. I, I hope we see that for WrestleMania because that is what we, I think that would be the most compelling thing that we haven't really seen yet. Kind of be on something like this and for a WrestleMania match. I think that'd be that'd be great. Both guys, elite talent. Tonight, AJ playing a bit of a quote unquote comedic blind gimmick, not so much, but on paper, I think that'd be just. I guess pun intended, phenomenal. I think that'd be very, very, very cool. Uh, now she's saying she was surprised that Marissa's Miz. I would agree. You know, I again, I referenced it a minute ago. Obviously, they've been focused on building a family. They've got their reality show or shows, even at this point. I think they've got a couple of things kind of in the pipeline. Um, so I know they're they're very busy. They've got all these side projects. So no, it was a little surprising. Marissa's was on an episode of Miz TV back on Raw in April, and that was the first time that I can recall seeing her in quite some time. So. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I mean, I don't know, and I just, I would kind of figured if she's coming out when he's when he's come when he's returning here, maybe they're going to be a package deal for now. Uh, that's kind of how I read it, just my prediction. Um, but no, I, again, I think my biggest takeaway is that uh, this is was one of the more compelling things we saw tonight, and that, that, that Raw is much better off having these two guys on the show here. And I would definitely agree with Eddie Zahari, Miz, or maybe uh, at least with part of the sentiment. He's saying Miz is the best talker in WWE, and I especially agree that he says, if only John Morrison or was there, the feud would be good. At least Edge mentioned it. And yeah, like, like we mentioned a minute ago, with Edge mentioning that Morrison was uh, released or fired, unfortunately. Um, definitely a big bummer there. But uh, I'm sure John Morrison will go on, or... Whatever his name next will be, John will go on to do great things there. Um, so you know, I think this will be a very good feed. Looking forward to it. But again, that was one of the just one of the few like fairly exciting, noteworthy things to talk about tonight. One thing I want to dive into, John. Last week we had the whole egg debacle, and I referenced that earlier on where I felt actually pretty good. You know, one week after that, like, hey, we actually had two pretty good, pretty good episodes of Raw. But Austin Theory, you know, the egg thing was not a one-off. This week. We had a pretty early on backstage. We we see Vince McMahon seated in his 
maybe his temporary office. The, the, the walls are red for, for raw and he's sitting with Austin theory. And he's like, all right, pal, we're going to, we're going to watch the show together. And then you are going to see, we're going to see who can, who can uh, expect the unexpected. And it's like, all right. Uh, and then we actually got several segments of that with Vince trying to teach Austin theory. But first I should say, Austin theory was like, Oh, like, you know, how's it going? And then Vince said something like, Oh, don't nobody cares how I'm, how I'm doing. I've got irritable bowel syndrome, uh, an ingrown toenail, <laughs> and, and something else too. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. I, I just half the time now, John. I just want things to be like entertaining, not even if it's not like good. If as long as it's like something like that, that's kind of funny. No complaints here. Uh, but dude, this this very much to me like seal the deal they are they are very all in on austin theory they they are they had him with vince mcmahon all night long in multiple segments and then come the end of the night vince slapped austin theory so he definitely gave him the rub there and it felt like this this will be something um more substantial moving forward uh and this is something we've seen before my first thought was as soon as austin was sitting with vince mcmahon was the drew mcintyre chosen one thing from way back in the day even Mm -hmm. even if it's not necessarily that exactly something like that where vince kind of picks his guy um noel saying it looks like vince helping push austin theory i just think this is kind of funny you know admittedly maybe the more cynical part of me was like oh you know the raw ratings are down what do they do john they bring back vince mcmahon and then what is one? And what does he do? He helps put up Austin Theory. I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. One comparison that I thought up before, Brian Everett pointing out, saying events might see Austin Theory like an earlier version of John Cena. That's something I've kind of thought before as well. And quite literally here, you know, maybe maybe the building blocks of that of him trying to really hype up um, this this new rising star on Raw. So, John, what do you think about this continual um, ascension of of Austin Theory? Uh, it's certainly confusing the approach because there's no really serious story or common sense being used here. Like, uh, it was obvious whenever he said, you know, do you expect the unexpected? Then he's like, yeah. And then of course, when they stand up, you knew he was going to slap him and then he wasn't going to expect it. And that's exactly what happened. He didn't expect <laughs> it. So then kind of felt like that, that end to the night kind of put them back to square one in a way like okay now next week we'll see what happens uh, i thought this was actually leading up to something bigger and better let's not forget that austin theory kept staring into the distance at something but we're not sure what vince didn't say what he just said quit looking over there so i can't help but to think either something or somebody was over there and it's going to lead to something bigger in the coming weeks uh usually when they involve vince with something like this they they have a clear direction and an end goal so i think we'll get to that point but who knows when i mean it could be next week it could be a month from now it just really depends i think i do think there there's some fair expectation that if vince vince himself is involved you would think we've got like something kind of cooking here where it's you know there is going to be some payoff I hope that's the case. I, I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much, but kind of can't help but assume that that, that we're going some, somewhere. Um, but definitely, you know, again, whether you like him or not, you know, Austin Theory has tended to be a bit of a divisive figure already in his you know young main roster career. Uh, Eddie Zahari is saying that he could be in for a major push. Again, that, working with the Vince McMahon directly like that definitely seems to be uh, the case here. 
Um, and exactly, as, as I said a minute ago, it's not very common to be in multiple segments with Vince McMahon, as Eddie's saying here, unless Vince sees something in him. And I just couldn't help but think, like, imagine if you were in Austin Theory shoes tonight. You're sit, like you're on TV with Vince McMahon multiple times, like kind of, you know, and interacting with him as if you're like an actor, almost like interacting with like, not, I don't even know. I don't know the best comparison. I just like, I'm for, if for me, I'd be like scared out of my mind. Cause like this, and it's especially, you know, the dynamic where it's like, this is your boss. So if you mess up, like you're done and this is live TV. So this is something like, you know, credit to Austin theory. Like that's a very tough spot to be in a lot of pressure. I thought he like did fine. Like didn't no complaints about him specifically in terms of like what he did or didn't do. Um, but yeah, like this was definitely pretty evident of, of they are trying to, and I, I already thought this month, like what pretty much when he arrived on Raw, like they're clearly trying to set him up here. And now welcome to events definitely feels like that. Um, and now the question is like, how far can this go? How far can Austin theory go? Now, while I was saying it feels like Austin, theory will win money in the bank, maybe even be the youngest WWE champion um, could break the former record. I think the record's held by Randy Orton right now. Um, don't quote me on that. I, I thought at least that was the case at one time. Maybe it got broken at some point. But um, yeah, that's definitely my biggest takeaway here. Austin Theory definitely uh, in line for some some some, some big things. Harmon Dakar is saying at least we can see Austin Theory. We cannot see John Cena uh, again. That comparison there being uh, you know that Austin is being positioned like a young John Cena. Um, now a lot of people forget that Austin Theory was on Raw. Uh, in the pretty much early pandemic area, he was kind of with Seth Rollins and Murphy. Yeah, very briefly in a couple of weeks, and he was also teaming with. Um, oh, I think he was teaming with Andrade very, very briefly. Then he then he was working with Seth, so he had some experience there. Went back to NXT, um, and now he now he's back, so he's got a little more seasoning here. Um, Steven saying maybe he could go as far as him winning the Rumble. I think that's much too soon, but he's working with Vince McMahon. You really can't rule anything out here. You really don't know. I, I think that's that that's a high bar. I don't know about that, but in this company, man, you, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. But um, again, big takeaways here. Austin Theory very much being set up for success. And hey, far far too often, and rightfully so, a lot of people, my, probably myself included, at various points, say that WWE doesn't build enough star young stars, you know, uh, on a regular basis. And here they are, at least very much trying to make a star. So, you know, again, at least credit for credit where credit's due for trying, but that's the thing. So she, as a John Cena fan does not quite see the comparison there with, with Austin being young John Cena. Um, and we all know that John Cena is Nash's guy. And on the flip side, a very, uh, another comparison with Sean saying maybe Austin's more of a, a young Randy Orton. I think that's a good comparison as well. Wouldn't be one of a kind there. Uh, we're not maybe, or a little more uh, distinct with his uh, family legacy aspect. Austin theory, I believe that's not the case, but um, I've, Definitely the comparison that he's, he's very much positioned like one of those young kind of like uh, franchise level stars that they really want to reach that level. And now it's just a question of if he can do it. So, you know, again, definitely something to look forward to in terms of what happens next with Vince. John, you had said maybe kind of back to square one after, after we saw it night. And I'm not sure what, what we're going to go from where we're going to go from here. But again. This is new stuff. It's good stuff. And more from that, that's, that's, that's what I asked for. Just give, give me some new things every week. One thing that wasn't new, we had some some tag team action here across the night. We had RK Bro defending against the Dirty Dogs. Pretty sure we already got this. We already got this match. I don't know if we got the title match, but we've already seen this. And we already saw uh, the Street Profits facing American Al uh, Alpha Academy Sorry, several times. 
you know, Raw desperately needs more tag teams. I think that much we can say. And uh, somewhere sandwiched in between this was AJ Styles coming out wearing uh, sunglasses because he was visually impaired by the fire extinguisher <laughs> incident from last week. John, they, they are they are giving one of the best wrestlers in the world uh, a, a vision impaired gimmick. They're giving AJ Styles a Ray Charles gimmick. And yeah. I, I don't understand, especially after being name dropped there by uh, Edge earlier in the night. Uh, it's time to break this team up. It's clear that's going to happen, and I think it should happen sooner rather than later, especially if it's in the cards to break up Orton and Riddle. You can't do all that at once. So, Yeah, um, we definitely, I think, had a, one of our first real clear indicators of that split tonight with uh, almost and AJ Styles. You know, AJ tried to interfere. I guess he was kind of faking with his eyes. Like, he tried to interfere with Street Profits. Didn't work, and he kind of blamed almost for his not interfering successfully. Um, and then there was some kind of clear stare down tension there. So I tweet about it. I have to imagine maybe rumble time. You know, again, we saw almost dominate at Survivor Series in the Battle Royale. Can very much imagine he'll do the same thing. Uh, come, come to Royal Rumble. So maybe we'll do that uh, on the road to the Rumble. We definitely have some time for that. Um, that would be my prediction at this point, and where we go from there, I don't know. Again, I, I my hope is that we do get AJ and Edge WrestleMania. I think that'd be fun, very, be a very good program, very good match. Um, but yeah, I think uh, before that, presumably we're going to get that split. I think that'll be good as well. Um, because almost a very talented guy, definitely got that you know legitimate size appeal to say the least, and, I, and he's got a presence to him. Um, but like I said, I think, that, again, the big thing here is that they need more tag teams. You know, they I, the, the Dirty Dogs are good. I Bobby Roode is criminally underrated. Dolph was, you know, great. Unfortunately, he just hasn't had, um, I guess, his real, his real like, world title opportunities kind of petered out a long time ago, and now he's uh, definitely in the role that he's in. Um, so you knew they weren't going to win this match. Although some people seem to like, maybe like, maybe, maybe there's a chance. I was like, it's, sure. it's, it's too soon. Like, I, I think very, very earliest, RK Bro is not going to lose the titles before day one. That would be my prediction. And then maybe we get a split, like, leading to the Rumble. But my, my, may, I would more think maybe after the Rumble coming out of that, maybe, maybe an accidental elimination or something. I don't know. But it's too soon for that. So uh, you're, you you seem to be pretty convinced that this could be a WrestleMania feud here. Uh, I haven't seen that for weeks. Like, I if this is if this is not a WrestleMania feud, I'd be very surprised because I feel like that's kind of the whole point. Like, this is a classic like WrestleMania style feud, tag team partner. Like, you, you, we can all we all know that's going to happen, and, and they're getting along, and it's great, and they're funny, and Riddle's out there dressing up like Randy, and he's asking Randy to dress like him, and he puts a wig on. He put a wig on Randy tonight. He's doing all these things, but in the back of your mind, you're laughing along, but you know, you know, this is where they're going. It's just a matter of when. It's not if. It's when. And I'm like, why? Like, there, there's no other place to do it than WrestleMania. Like this, it, it writes itself. It, it's, yeah. it, it is presumably Riddle would win, and it would like establish him. Like this is. To me, it's like fundamental wrestling writing. It's like that. It's just it's so easy. Just like if that doesn't happen, I will be very disappointed. Like wow, like that. Do it. Um, I, I I hope to do it. I hope that we see that. Uh, more talks of Titan splitting. We, we saw we saw the Mysterios tonight, and there was a report a couple weeks ago that they're going to be splitting up at some point. Uh, with Steve Chambers saying he thinks that the the, the both of these breakups, the Archibro and the Mysterios, could happen at the Rumble. 
maybe. I, I, I hope they don't like kind of do too many of these splits in uh, in short order when you've got Age of Styles almost, presumably RK Bro and Mysterio. That's three teams. That'd be a lot to kind of like feel like you run the risk of that being a little redundant, but you know, I'm sure if I wanted, I could find a way to make each one stand out. We'll, we'll just, and they, they all are different. I'm just saying, you know, three Titans fully up and like the span of a month would be a lot. Um, but yeah, but then at the same time, um, as I just said, Ron into more tag teams, splitting up three of them where you don't really have any, any, any other tag teams like seemingly ready to, ready to fill in, maybe not the best move. So um, definitely something to look forward or to kind of just keep an eye on there. Like if you're going to have these teams split up, you know, who, who's next? And I, I don't really see anybody, uh, the next champions, I would say maybe Street Profits, but who's next kind of like as the the next contending teams, not not seeing many, many options here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a problem. That's a problem. They need more depth there. Um, one thing about me tonight, they, they've reunited the Hurt Business and they've done nothing with them. We had uh, Shelton and Cedric losing the series tonight very decisively. Squash. It was a squash. And Stephen Chambers saying they deserve better than this. I think they've both been on main event recently. Just, you know, so that kind of, unfortunately, kind of goes to show you. Um, and for me, I'm like, why why reunite them if you're just not going to do anything of substance with them? I don't I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense. They, they were a great group. They broke them up. Presumably, uh, uh, I, would, I would say prematurely, but they broke them up and they bring them back. And nothing. Nothing. Hermit Cars thing. RIP the Hermit Business. I mean, they're technically back together, but I would I, I would RIP their original because they were they were great for early on there. Um, but back to the tag split here. Michael Michael's saying maybe they won't, or or maybe not even maybe he's saying they won't they won't split any of them up. If you remember, John, they kept Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax together for nine months. Or sorry, they ran for months. That was oh, over here. And I was I was in here week after week begging them to break him up, and they, and they didn't. So good point for Michael Bayer. Yeah, well, for all we know, we could be here in like February, being like, "Oh wow, when, when are they going to do this?" You know, I I I would assume by February they're going to break up at least one of these teams. Um, but at the same time, they they kind of like to, especially with that lack of depth, maybe they're going to ride it out as long as they possibly can, um, which is I maybe. Agree. Maybe a little little problematic otherwise, but something that wasn't well on 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 surface wasn't problematic was having the entire seemingly the entire raw women's division wrestle in one match. It was a basically a, a, a it was a ten woman tag team match here. Uh, after we had a contract signing confirming that Liv Morgan will be challenging Becky Lynch for the raw women's title next week. Uh, we had a we had a promo segment during this contract exchange. With, uh, Liv had a good line about referencing the, or, or at least blaming uh, Becky Lynch's big contract on an, uh, her, on her friends, the Riot Squad. She didn't name them specifically, but she said her friends not being there anymore. Uh, I think Nesha. Oh, Liv saying that her promo in line with the friends was awesome. Got a couple of comments about that as well. People and seemed to enjoy that. Um, but no, definitely adding some heat here. But part of the the build here in, in this contract something uh, was. Basically, they're making fun of making fun of each other for crying, which seemed a little weird to me. Um, mm-hmm. with, with with Becky making fun of her for crying last week, which is all right. She's a bully; like she's making fun of her for crying. But then Leia was making fun of or, or criticizing Becky for crying after her very emotional win over Charlotte Flair, and we all know the story there, the, the friendship that was broken, and all these things. Like she was actually crying after that. So like, show, like criticizing someone for showing for showing actual emotion is not a babyface move. I am sorry. Um, so that was kind of the gist there. Uh, again, the, the reference about the the her friends not being there anymore was kind of the big uh, zinger of the whole segment there. But um, and that led into Becky saying that she she wanted to give Liv an opportunity 
uh, of having um, this 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 you know five on five tag team match here, uh, where it'd be Team Becky versus Team Liv. Now, John, we had Survivor Series just over a week ago, where we had two five on five matches, much like this. So for me, I I couldn't get it in this to begin with. I was like, we just saw two five on fives. I and I will again. I will say it was great to have all of like all the women getting this this whole segment like kind of all in all i'm not sure if i saw someone tweet about it i'm not sure if they're counting the um the contract signing but at least maybe just all things put together um this match or this segment combined got like half an hour out of the show it was pretty good you know they got a chance to have a good match they got a chance to be on tv they got the chance to to showcase what they could do a far cry from from the queen's crown tournament as we were we were talking we were talking about for weeks there not getting any time um so this that was good but i was just saying like i admittedly was kind of just protesting at the beginning of i was like we just saw this like i don't was that i wasn't feeling it um live one or no yeah i think live got the pin and then so her team won the heels attacked after the match and then she um then, then she wound up leaving becky lying anyway now she's saying she enjoyed the match eddie's saying her lives promo made her made him believe that she live can pull off an upset definitely it'll happen uh, and the, the running narrative, as we've been talking about for weeks now, with uh, Stephen Chambers saying the match next week, he's sure that Liv will give Becky a good match, but Becky should retain. Doesn't see anyone beating Becky for a while. I would agree. Yeah, um, agree. Maybe we'll get a rematch. Stephen Chambers saying with Brian saying maybe at day one. Where you see, what do you think about the the five on five, the pro, the contract exchange, the, the segment here, just all these things put together leading into the, into the title match next week. Thought the five on five did a pretty good job of kind of mixing in some feuds together to make them more interesting. Uh, of course, Belair and Dewdrop being one of them, the tag the tag feud being one of them, and then of course the main one with the two, the champ and the challenger. Uh, I, I don't think there, you can't go wrong with something like that. Uh, I'm interested to see whenever they do have this match if it's going to be clean or if there's some kind of like shenanigans where then there's kind of cause for a new match i mean do you think this is going to be a clean ending probably not <laughs> i mean it's good the fact that it's on raw you know it's next week they and they admittedly didn't build it up all that much you know i feel like well i mean they built up some i'm feeling I've, i feel like they could easily get another one out of it so maybe it's a Becky cheats to win or or gets herself disqualified or something. And they can, I mean, they could easily run it back next week or if they want to draw it out to day one. Um, I mean, otherwise, you know, right now, Bianca's kind of tied up with Dewdrop. So there's not really a ready made contender that could be easily step up like right away. So that would be my assumption. Um, and I think that's fine. I think, you know, yeah, have there be some shenanigans next week. So then give with Morgan. You know, a pretty good, uh, you know, a, a good run there. Even if she doesn't win the title, it's a good run in the spotlight um, by holding on with, with Becky Lynch. I think she only stands game from that, and that'll be a good thing. So um, that's what I'm looking forward to, and that, that'd be my prediction that it's not going to be uh, a clean finish next week, whatever that might mean. And uh, hopefully they'll kind of maybe build someone up uh, in the meantime, whether that's – I mean, I, I would assume eventually they're going to they're gonna go back to Bianca and, and Becky. Um, but otherwise, not too many on the – Face, I mean, may have Ray Ripley at some point, but never. I mean, she and, and Nikki lost the tag titles. Not, not, not sure how much longer they're going to stay together. Um, but speaking of people that, that could challenge Becky Lynch here, Eddie's saying maybe somebody like Ronda Rousey could potentially return and challenge uh, Becky Lynch, taking title from her, maybe even WrestleMania. That's a big money match. She's saying definitely that's been um, 
speculated about for years now. I mean, I think that was at least floated at one point for this past year, WrestleMania, I believe. Um, and it didn't come to fruition, but um, if I'm around recently, recently had, had a, a child. So not, I mean, I think that was a couple months ago now, but who knows, right? We saw Black Ops return. Um, I've seen some headlines that, that Ronda has been, you know, talking to Vince McMahon, keeps in contact with him and is still kind of, you know, involved somewhat there. It's not like she's completely like cut out of her life or anything. So, Hey, anything is possible. Steven's saying maybe we'll see her in the rumble. It's possible there. Um, who knows? Uh, no, I was asking a question about the pay-per-view schedule. He's saying since the rumble is in February, uh, are they putting a little mixture back WrestleMania or moving it to a different month next year? I don't think they're having it at all, unless it's going to be the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view in February, which I, I somehow doubt that. So, Yeah. Now, it is interesting. I mean, the, the, the schedule next year will be very different. Plenty of Saturday shows. Uh, schedule has kind of moved back there with the Rumble being in February. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be, inter- it'd be weird to have a year. I mean, unless they may, maybe, maybe they do... Um, I know it's an unrelationship match, like at a show later in the year, I think we're going to get one eventually. Maybe not, maybe not a whole pay-per-view um, as we have in the past, but um, I mean, at the, same, at the same time, I could see them wanting to do that at a Saudi Arabia show just to add like more buzz to it, I guess. But at least right now, I guess that would be, it'd be probably safer to assume that uh, it's not going to get one. I mean, we saw TLC this year not happening. Maybe they're starting to kind of make some changes like that. Uh, and, and maybe that's another one. So, that would kind of be my assumption. I don't think it's definitely, I would, I would assume not going to be WrestleMania, but um, maybe, maybe the side show, or if not, probably at a show later in the year. But uh, back to the present here, we had another, we had uh, another title match on Raw this week. We had Damian Priest defending the title against Apollo Crews. He backed out of a uh, Cruz backed out of a title, a title match last week and he got one this week. I guess he wanted more, more time to get ready for it. Now my problem with this John was, you know, Cruz former Intercontinental champion definitely has, credibility in that sense, but uh, he hasn't really done anything since he arrived on Raw, hasn't really won any matches, hasn't really made a case for himself, so it's not like I ended this match like, oh yeah, you know, I, I think there's a, a decent chance the Priest is going to lose. No, I was like, this was just, uh, it was going to be a good match, and it was. Cruz is good, Cruz is good. Um, yeah, and you know, we talked about it last week, Priest, with this like, I mean, I didn't get more. This this week felt like more of the old priest. It wasn't like the more of the, the angel and demon thing they've been doing recently. This was more of kind of the priest we had been seeing. So I guess that was a plus. The same thing. Yeah, but but I I didn't have a whole a whole lot else to, to say about this one. Yeah, I, I I thought it was predictable. I thought we got what we were going to uh, expect. So uh, nothing really to report home. Just a, a, another win to kind of solidify him as a the top of the mid card, really. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's fine. He's I feel well. like he's going to get challenged by Veer. I feel like that's kind of what they're prepping him for. But <laughs> uh, you, bring, you bring up Veer, Noel saying, don't forget it, Veer Mahoon? Mahal, I think. I don't even know. It's something. Well, hey, as, as, as some people point out, uh, Veer in a very rare club of guys that have gained a last name, more as many have lost the last name, has actually gained a second name. So, you know, props to him for that one, for being in the, in the history books there. Uh, but Noel say, don't forget Veer is coming as a single star. Wonder what they'll do with him. For me, you know, this is just, I'm sorry, but, but like Veer was Jinder Mahal's henchman and he was getting just fed as like fodder to, to do McIntyre for weeks, if not like months. And now 
uh, Mahal and Shanky are on SmackDown, and we're trying. We're supposed to believe that Veer is going to be this dominant badass by himself. Yeah, you know, I'm again. I'm. I never try to write, write anything off before it happens, but like that strikes me as kind of odd. And that's they're fighting an uphill battle trying to do that. You know, if, if this, I'm not saying it is, but in my mind, like if they had any want or or desire to to have this happen, don't have the guy just get destroyed by Drew McIntyre week after week there, because um, already he's automatically kind of entering with some deemed credibility there. Um, but as as for what he could do, I mean, I feel like they're gonna try to like bring him in whenever he does i mean right now he's quote unquote coming soon to raw uh whenever he does arrive for a month, over a month now so whenever that day does <laughs> whenever that day does come um they're probably gonna do the standard some squashes probably squash squash a guy as much as i hate to say it like cedric like um you know people you know all kind of on that on, on that unfortunate level just kind of you know and, and squat that those squash match levels um and as you said, John, maybe, maybe have him challenge Priest. I'm not saying much of a big a long shelf life for that, unfortunately. Again, I'm not trying to write the guy off, but like that's that's tough when it, when you've already kind of got the 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 deck stacked against you like that. Uh, Steve, but again, Steven's saying when's he debuting? Enough of the promos already. I mean, I will say like when it's done well, you can you can add some like uh, mis- uh, intrigue and and some buzz for a character. Like was Lee on SmackDown? They're doing these cool like comic book vignettes, and it's some kind of cool and different. And she does not have the thing going against uh, her like like Beer, where it's like she's going to be be a legit newcomer to the main roster. Whereas Beer, we've seen them get beat up a couple times, several times, uh, and then and that's tough. Uh, no all pitching. They should bring up Sorav, I believe, down in NXT. Um, you know, team up there, have, have a, a new duo on Raw, as we were saying earlier, they need more teams like that. Uh, Michael pointed out, we'll be having a fresh start. People probably will forget that he got squashed a lot. I mean, I, I uh, yeah, I, I'm biased. I'm, I'm here every week, uh, I, and I have an odd memory of some things like this, where I'm like, oh my God, I remember this guy getting claymore and beaten up with a chair and nearly nearly slashed with Jim McIntyre's sword many a time. Um, but, of course, well, like Michael was saying, maybe they're going for the, the fact that he's going to be one of the few kind of Indian born stars they've got. Maybe they want to kind of, uh, you know, build him up for that reason or, or something like that. I think there's a lot of fairness in that. We've seen that before. Um, and that's fine. Like that is, I mean, that, that is their prerogative and that's fine. Um, again, I just say that, that it's going to be challenging for me for, for maybe for others who like really do kind of have that, like running thought in the back of mind, like, oh, we've seen this guy. He's not, he's not this like a stop monster. They're trying to make him out to be. And so, I digress. I'm not trying to like knock him or bury him or or criticize him too much. But uh, as, as Fran Shinada saying, it was a, it was an odd episode of Raw. You know, all things considered, we had one. As Johnny, I saw you tweet about this as well. We had a, we had a fairly extensive video promo of Bobby Lashley, and admittedly, <laughs> again, I, again, I think there's this at Survivor Series. Yeah, um, and admittedly, I t- I tweeted about it too soon because the first half of the video segment it was hyping up Lashley's athletic background. It was hyping up his his military background. And I, so I, my silly self, I was like, are they, are they turning a baby face? And then, it, and then it switched, and it was just, it switched into the, the herpes and stuff. I was like, oh, maybe it's just like a, like a, 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 bio, a biography, Bobby Lashley, brief special, you know, and in, inside of a, in a, um, a video segment like that. So I don't know. It's, it's weird that you're building up a guy that's been on the show that that was just on Survivor Series that that's been picking up ones on Raw. It's like he's gone anywhere. Um, feels like maybe kind of a, a creative has nothing for you, but we don't want people to forget about you kind of thing. 
don't know. Uh, with, with Biggie being occupied with uh, Rollins and Owens, maybe he doesn't really have anything to do right now. But yet again, I say, you're going to reunite the Herbers, let's not do anything with them. Well, kind of what are you doing? Um, hopefully they'll find something. Like again, Lashley now, Balor, they've got like they've got all this talent. It's like I hope they find something to do with them because like they've got again raw like load up in the draft. Now that now they've got to find a way just kind of to, to utilize um, the depth the depth they do have. So um, and that, again, that's the challenge that they're going to be facing. Nando was saying that a babyface Lashley would be great to see on SmackDown. Unfortunately, you know the draft happened. Lashley said on Raw. Um, Unless they, they, they could swing a trade, that could happen. Uh, it'd be cool to see Lashley face Reigns. That'd be pretty darn cool. Maybe that'll happen at some point soon. That's it's possible. Uh, I'd like to see that. That'd be, that'd be something different, and I'm, I'm always always for that. But, um, John, what, what do you think about Bobby Lashley? Like, it feels like this is just they're kind of spinning the wheels, and they're not really sure what to do with them right now. Yeah, I, I saw people speculating that the reason they're hyping this up so much is because they're finally building to that Brock versus Bobby match, which I thought could be an interesting factor. Uh, I don't foresee Brock dethroning Roman Reigns, even though they're probably going to have another match at either Royal Rumble or Day 1. Uh, so maybe that could be a way to introduce... Because remember, we've heard Lesnar say before he does what he wants, he goes to whatever brand he wants, so the door would still be open for him to go to Raw. Uh, and I think Lashley is going to continue to look dominant. Uh, and of course, we know Brock is a face now, and Bobby Lashley is a bad guy, and I think it'll stay that way. So who knows? Maybe we'll get that at WrestleMania. People have been wanting that for a while. You don't need a title to do that, similar to how uh, Bobby and Goldberg had their match with no title involved. That would be a, a good direction to go. Yeah, I've been I mean, ironically, I think a year ago, like or maybe around WrestleMania time last year, um, I was very, very ho- hopeful that we, we would see Lashley Lesnar. It felt like that was um an eventual direction they'd be they'd be going at some point. And I admitted that it just kind of like slipped my mind. I forgot that was a thing. And that's definitely been something that Lashley's been pushing for. That's something that a lot of fans wanted to see. I think probably at this point that'd be more like the biggest like fresh matches they could do at, at WrestleMania. So I'm, I'm hopeful for that one. That'd be really cool. Have that in a Cowboy Stadium like that. That'd be a, a very big match to have. So fingers crossed for that one. But uh, maybe, or maybe, maybe additionally, Stephen Chambers saying, maybe we could see Edge versus Bobby Lashley. And then now that'd, that'd be something different there. I'd like to see that. Um, and something different. More than that, I want to see something different. Something well, different and good. Different and good. There's definitely a key decision there. Um, but that'd, that'd be a cool matchup as well. They have, they have a lot of possibilities. Just, and then, thankfully, with Edge being on with Edge being on Raw now, it's a possibility. So definitely a lot of possible options on the table. A lot of stuff to look forward to. Uh, not another commenting based on that video package there. Lashley's a, a legitimate fighter, military folk style wrestler championship at 185 pounds. Now, now I obviously we, we see Lashley now. <laughs> He's just like massive, like powerhouse of a guy. And that's it's crazy to imagine back then, all that, all those years ago, but yeah, they're going through his, his background there and it's easy to just like to picture him as he is now and just forget about that. So, you know, credit to Bobby Lashley and his very impressive physical background there and his, his military service and everything like that, you know, just definitely uh, quite, quite a story he's got. So I agree. Ironically, like I, I tweeted about, it, like I said, if they turn a baby face, like, Rights itself has been a while since we've seen that, so I feel like we'll probably see that at some point sooner and later. Um, but for now, we're gonna, we're gonna have to wait and see. But John, as Nando said, an odd episode of Raw, but I thought all things good, a fairly good one, like not not too bad. I, I, I admittedly, I, I liked it like the first time, like all, all in all, 
not a bad show. Not, not a bad show. What, what, what did you think? Uh, I would probably have to say flat. That's a seven, an average, a seven there. Yeah. National with 7.5. Steven Turner with 6.5. John's given a seven. Why not higher or lower? Well, I just thought that the story development was average and they didn't really do a whole lot to expand on kind of the stuff that they got going on. But you have to consider at the same time, uh, they still have a month to go. So you can't really expect too much. Yeah. It feels like maybe in some ways they're kind of um, maybe not playing their cards close to the vest, but like something kind of to that effect of like they, they know they've got time so they weren't going to go like do anything too too crazy this week and then and they did things things happen like we had we had things kind of like to to move along here but um very much so they've got some stuff lined up for next week at least the 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 uh the one side of match officially lined up and we'll plenty of things to look forward to otherwise there anando with a uh, seven duckling out of ten uh michael with an 8.5 there you go or the or rock with an 8.9 uh noel with a six and brian with a seven so I feel like like fairly, you know, at least relatively higher than usual. At least again that we've seen in the past couple of weeks here, especially now we've at least moved on from the um, the, the specifically the, the egg debacle from last week, uh, and now we're seeing we're seeing the aftermath was awesome events. At least it's not it's not directly the egg there. So hopefully we can put that in the past and move on. But any of seven as well. So it feels like that's kind of roughly the average. For me, I would probably go for like a seven point three. This is pretty high. Like I, I'm feeling positive, and more. And I'm, I'm admittedly probably biased by that. It's like coming out of an episode of Raw, feeling pretty good. Um, that's a good thing. Like it's good to actually watch Raw and be like the show. Like the first like hour and a half, I feel like actually went by pretty quickly, which is a very, very rare thing for all these. Yeah, days. I would but, agree with that actually. Yeah. You know, and now it, it always drags. Like there's nothing they can do. It's, it's the third hour, but. The way it was set up, you know, we had Rollins and and Balor and stuff in the uh, in, in the beginning there, and yeah, it, it, it flew by, and that's a very welcome tune as well. So all things very pretty darn good. Kevin with six point seven as well, so it feels like roughly, you know, maybe average, maybe slightly above average, uh, which is again better than. Um, we've seen in recent weeks here uh speaking of the egg nesha saying that red notice was good obviously the egg being the uh, the prop from that movie there um i haven't seen it yet again i i think i mentioned this on, on the survivor series show my ability to watch non-wrestling things is somewhat limited and uh you know red notice was not not at the top of my list as much as i like uh the rock and ryan Reynolds, um combined so definitely i'll check it out at some point but gonna, gonna need a bit of a break from from the egg kind of thing there because Bad taste in my mouth from that one. Um, apparently, Fightful Slack broke today. The, uh, the original plans for the egg apparently were to. Mm. Uh, we, th- there was some vague report earlier on that there was the initial plans were a lot worse than what we got. Apparently, as Noel pointed out, the original plan was for the egg to be linked to a 24 7 title shot, and that'll be real bad. And thankfully, the, the movie studio was like, that that doesn't work for us, brother. <laughs> you're, gonna yeah. have to, you're gonna have to do something better than that. And thankfully, they did because that would have been kind of a. Uh, a waste to have to have the egg like that. Steven well said saying he's tired of eggs. I am too, um, especially especially of the the Cleopatra variety as, as we saw with uh, Star Series there. So, uh, but as, at the same time, uh, said it, I think it was Anato saying, "I mean, we're here as we're recording it. So now it's past midnight. It is uh, the last day of November." Anato saying he's already looking past December and on to the Rumble. I mean, hey, we got it. We got we we take it day by day and week by week here. I guess we got to get through. You know, Raw, NXT, and SmackDown here, week in, week out. Um, hopefully, 
it will be a, a worthwhile month. I know that's definitely the, the general sentiment of like just kind of a, a, an off month in a lot of ways, but we've got day one on, on January 1. So, you know, they've got to kind of build that up. So at least there's that. Uh, but otherwise, we're going to wait and see what's going to happen generally here. But we do have uh, stuff to look forward to this week. We've got War Games from NXT on Sunday, the first TakeOver-like event, although it's not officially the TakeOver branding, uh, from the NXT 2.0 era. So definitely War Games, old school, old school versus new school. Uh, lots of exciting matches on that card to look forward to. That'll be on Sunday. We'll have a post show for that one along with all of our coverage. But, John, Tuesday night, you'll be now, you and I will be back here to talk about the go-home show for that on the NXT post show. Otherwise, uh, Robert and I will be here on Friday to talk. Actually, I don't know if we will. I will be covering GCW, so maybe not so much on that one. But usually, usually Robert and I are here on Friday to talk about Friday and SmackDown. The two Dynamite dudes, uh, Marcus and Dominic, cover all things AW with two Dynamite, Dynamite dudes on the Rampage. So if you're a part of Team All Team AEW, make sure to check that one out. Otherwise, we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys, so make sure to leave a like and subscribe. Um, all, our, all of our platforms are at SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube, Apple, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. I can't even talk straight. War Games will be good. Looking forward to that one. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. Again, my, my heart's not ready for the NXT of old to be dead and gone, but I feel like that's where we're going. But we'll, we'll, we will suffer through here together. Um, again, as always, just want to say, guy, everyone, I, we appreciate you so much for, stay, for staying up with us, for talking about uh, the, the wrestling here, whether it's good, bad, or anywhere in between. Nash, I appreciate your support as always. We, you're just you're so you're so kind. We appreciate you. Appreciate all your support. Now to saying is great show. Stephen saying great show as well. Yeah, you know, we couldn't do this without you guys. Appreciate your support so very much. Very very grateful for you all uh, for tuning in for supporting us. It means really really means a lot. And with that being said, whether I mean again, I'm feeling actually very upbeat coming out of the raw tonight. And otherwise, you know, other other times not so much. But wherever wherever I fall on the spectrum, I I try. John, I know you try. We all try together to do. One thing above all others, John, and you tell me what that is. Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.